Hey kids, can you guess what time it is? Movie time? Time to eat? I see a Bible and a donut. Yay! Devotions! That's right. Welcome kids to Donuts and Devos where God sprinkles his love on us and feeds our faith. Jesus will lead us and teach us. He will lead us to peace. We are the children that he loves. Jesus teach us to be just like you. Donuts and Devos Lead us to peace With Donuts and Devos With Donuts and Devos With Donuts and Devos Lead us to Hi, kids, and welcome back to Donuts and Devos, a podcast just for you where you can grow in your faith and be connected to God through His Word. I'm Mary Faith, and each week we get together to have a devotion. We read the Bible, we talk about what it means, and we memorize and sing God's Word. And hopefully you learn something new as we dive deeply into God's Word. Because you know, reading and hearing these important Bible truths really does help to feed our faith and grow in His Word. Now in this week's Bible reading, the Lord visits Abraham and for the third time reminds him that they will have a son. Now his wife Sarah overhears the conversation and laughs as she's now an older woman and past her childbearing years. So come along with us and let's see what happens next in our story. We do have activity worksheets and coloring pages just to remind you that can help you follow along with our Bible reading and our devotion. These can be found on our website at DonutsAndDevos.com. Before we begin our Bible reading, we do like to start with the Lord's Prayer, and my helpers are here to pray with me. Are you kids ready? Yes! Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Here's our Bible reading from Genesis chapter 18. And the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. He is Abraham. He lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing in front of him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, O Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree while I bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh yourselves, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as you have said. And Abraham went quickly into the tent to Sarah, and said, Quick, three sayas of fine flour, knead it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to a young man who prepared it quickly. 
Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, She is in the tent. The Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. The way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? No. At the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, No, but you did laugh. In order to better understand the actions of Abraham here, we have to put ourselves in his situation. Kind of putting ourselves in his shoes, really. He and his household are nomads. That is, they wander or they're travelers. God called Abraham to follow him and go wherever he told him to go. And Abraham does, traveling all along the Fertile Crescent at God's direction. Moving from place to place, they probably didn't get too many visitors. On this day, not long after God changed Abram's name to Abraham and told him he would name his son Isaac, God appears to Abraham along with two angels. Does Abraham know the identity of the three visitors right away? As the visit takes place, we hear one man saying and promising things that no one else in the world would ever dare to say or promise. And of course, it's the same promise we've been hearing God make to Abraham for 25 years. And who else could make such promises but the Lord God himself? These are divine promises. To begin with, here's Abraham minding his own business, <laughs> maybe even drifting off in an afternoon nap. All of a sudden, he sees these three men walking towards him. He hasn't had guests in a long time, so his eyes quickly open and he instantly gets up on his feet. He greets the visitors with a humble bow to show them he will gladly serve them with food and drink and even a foot bath. Mm. Abraham provides a meal fit for a king for them. If this was the first time you have heard this story, you might be wondering who these men are too. But Abraham seemed to recognize that they were very special visitors as he, like you said, quickly jumps into action with his hospitality. He immediately asks them to stay and wash their feet, which was the first sign of properly welcoming visitors and very pleasing in the eyes of the Lord. And then, of course, they prepare large amounts of food, a lot, especially for only three men. A fine and expensive meal. And then afterwards, they get to talking. Like at our supper tables, when we start eating, it's silent. But after a few bites, we get to talking to one another. The visitors ask him where Sarah was. And Abraham responds truthfully, she's in the tent. Of course she is. She made the tasty food. But the men weren't going to give her compliments about the food. They were going to give her something even more valuable. A son. They give the promise that no mere man can make. I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Here it is. Finally, we have a, <laughs> a time. We have a time. We yeah. have a time. It's going to be less than a year until they have a son. What a divine promise. God promised there would be life where there could be no life. 
a baby for Sarah, who was no longer able to have children. Wow, that's awesome. It truly shows nothing is too hard for God. He can do anything. But how did Sarah respond? Well, Sarah can't have a baby anymore, what she thinks. We heard that last week. Both she and Abraham are way too old. They could be great-grandparents. They could be. But with God, anything is possible. And that's another clue that these men are more than just unexpected visitors. They are heavenly guests. Now, Sarah was listening to the conversation. I mean, I would be too if Mm -hmm. you rarely entertain guests. And I'm sure she was very curious about who they were. It had been a long time since she served food for guests. Like you said, maybe she hoped to hear a compliment. Maybe she did, but instead shared something way better, a promise. The promise. And how did she respond? Well, you know, she actually did the same thing Abraham did in our reading last week. She (laughs) laughed. She laughed to herself. She thought the promise was preposterous. Okay, don't go using such big words again. Kids are listening. (laughs) Well, then how about Sarah thought the promise was ridiculous? She can't believe this would happen. And so she laughed. Remember, that's the name that God told Abraham to give their son. Laughter. I mean, I mean, Isaac. Appropriate. And notice in our story, someone hears her laughter, even though she laughed to herself, which usually means a laugh that nobody else can hear. Whoa, that's some pretty superhuman hearing. Who are these people? Abraham must be wondering. Why did Sarah laugh? The special visitor asks. Sarah, like Eve in the Garden of Eden, well, now she denies doing anything wrong because, you know, I, I didn't I didn't laugh, she said. Yes, you did, was the simple response. Because this man knows everything. A third clue that he is more than a man, he is God. God always knows our thoughts and hearts. And he still fulfills his divine promises he makes to sinners, visiting them and forgiving them along the way for their doubting. He promised Abraham and Sarah a son, and his name shall be called Isaac. Reminding Abraham and Sarah that they both laughed. And God remains faithful. We have a divine mystery in our story today. Do you like reading mystery books? Yeah. Do you have a favorite part in the mystery? Yeah. I especially like when they solve the mystery. And then if there's like a bad guy in the mystery or something happens, I like when whoever solves the mystery, they get caught. Oh, that is a great part, isn't it? I like I like. When in Scooby-Doo, when they say there's a mystery on our head. Scooby-Doo does have mysteries, doesn't he? That is a great example. Well, you see, I don't think, well, you know, I'm not really sure if Abraham knows who his visitors are right away. You see, he's very hospitable, though. Do you know what that means? No. Well, hospital means that he took very good care of his guests. He offered to wash their feet, he let them rest, and he prepared a great meal for them. He probably thought they were just surprise visitors traveling through because remember, Abraham and Sarah were nomads. What are nomads? They are people who move along, and we learned that in history. They don't just stay in one spot they move along only when like something happens like their food dries out or something yes absolutely they travel a lot and they don't settle down in one place so having someone stop by and just visit you didn't happen very often 
Let's follow the clues that the Bible gives us to try to help Abraham figure out the mystery of these special visitors who came to him. Okay, so clue number one. What did Abraham do when he saw the men coming to his tent? He gave them food. That's right. He ran out and bowed down, and he served them a meal really fit for a king. He also washed their feet. That's right. And what does it mean when we bow down to someone else or we wash their feet? They're kind of like a king or they're very important. Right. We're humbling ourselves before them and showing them that we are their servants, that they are more important than us. Very good. So so Abraham knows that they are... Important. Exactly. Important. Clue number two. What does this visitor promise to Abraham and Sarah? Oh, I remember he would promise that next time he came to see Sarah, Sarah would have a baby. That's right. Within a year, they will have a son. How can this happen? Can can you make someone have a baby? No. No. Can I make this happen? No. Only God can make it happen. Only God can make it happen. So. Oh, I get hmm. a feeling who this is yet, I think. I think. Let's find out. Clue number three. When Sarah laughed to herself, who heard it? The stranger. Yeah, no the one. Stranger. Yeah, no one heard it except this man. This man has superhuman hearing to hear Sarah laughing and talking he's to herself. Like this, he's kind of like Superman. He yeah. can hear a whisper. So here are our three clues. Abraham bowed to the men and served them. Two, the man makes a promise that no human being can keep. And three, the man can hear what no one else can hear. So did we solve our mystery? Who is this man? God! He is God! God! That's right. You are very enthusiastic about what we solved our mystery. (laughs) Excellent. He is God. So let's go ahead and say our prayer. Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. Thank you for the gift of your promises. Thank you for the gift of your heavenly promises. That only you can always keep. That you can always keep. Forgive us when we don't believe you. Forgive us when we don't believe you. And fill us with laughter. And fill us with laughter. So we can share you with others. So we can share you with others. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. have got a great word of the day this week, a word that you probably haven't heard used often, if at all. But this word refers to something that has happened quite often in the Bible so far and in our readings. That word is theophany. But what does it mean? What is a theophany? A theophany is an appearance of God to humankind. God is spirit, and he is holy and pure, so much so that if we were to see him as he is, We sinners would be scared out of our minds, Mm. and we would die. But God wishes to come to his people and not cause us to be scared of him. Or, of course, he doesn't want us to die. Sometimes he appears in storms or in a whirlwind or even as a human being, which is how he appears to Abraham in our reading today as a human being. Mm. God puts on human flesh to come to his people and say and do things no one else can do. God certainly does work in mysterious ways, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Though we cannot fully understand him, what we do know of him 
He shows us and tells us. Theophanies don't happen anymore like they did in the Old Testament. They don't have to. Don't have so to. don't go looking for them, kids, thinking there's the Lord or here. He's here. God took on human flesh and his name is Jesus. The final and ultimate theophany was God the Son coming to earth to do what only God can. Promise and give life to save all humanity from sin and death. One day all of our sorrow and sadness and pain will turn to Isaac and joy. Uh, I mean, I mean, to laughter and joy. Okay. To laughter and joy. You and see what I did there? <laughs> laughter and joy. And that's the day when Jesus will return to earth again and all people will see him. God's promises to Abraham were huge, and sometimes the simplest of words can help sum up the story, which is exactly what our memory verse for this week does for us. It's from Psalm 126, verse 3, and says, The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. And isn't that the truth? What joy and laughter we can have because of the great things God has done. So let's learn the song with Miss Baker and our friends here. I think this one will be an easy verse to remember, don't you kids? Yeah, yeah this is going to be so exciting. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, it will be awesome. This is so exciting. We're going to do something a little bit different this time. I'm going to just start playing and you join in as you can. There's some clapping parts. Every time we say, we are glad, you clap twice. Okay? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Great job, kids. Hopefully you can sing that verse the rest of the week and be reminded of everything God has done for us. Well, that's it for our show today. We are getting closer and closer to the promised son Isaac being born. But before we get to that story, next week we will visit the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and find out why God wants to destroy them in fire. Yeesh! A big thank you goes out to all you kids out there who listen and learn about God with us. For my adult listeners, thank you as well. Please be sure to visit our website at DonutsAndDevos.com, go through our resources file, and make sure you get your activity sheets and coloring sheets for the kids to use throughout our devotions. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. We would also love it if you could please share. We want as many families as possible to join us as we dive into God's Word and strengthen our faith. I'm Mary Faith, and you've been listening to Donuts and Devos, where we connect kids to Christ and fill them with joy and Jesus' peace. Bye, kids. See you next time. Bye.